0: Can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And Josh Whitakham. George Beckingham. Josh Whitacom. George. George.
2: Josh Whitakham. George. It was a good attempt. <laughs> <laughs> George. 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 George! George! Getting more aggressive. You know,
1: the first one where I thought it was going badly, it actually turned out that that was the best one.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should have, should have tapped out then, just carrying yeah. on. What's the name of the kid, Josh, who introduced us? We'll try to. The name of the kid yeah. is Bamba Martinew. George? <laughs> It's cute though when, when kids say things wrong. Like my, my, my daughter says juju for orange for some reason. Oh, right. Juju. Yeah. So it's always like, uh, oh, that. And even not even just like the, the fruit, it's like if something is orange, oh, that's the color juju. And it's sort of oh, like, wow. quite funny, quite cute. But then she starts saying orange, and I hate it. <laughs> but she can't say juju forever. <laughs> but I might start correcting her and go, no, it's not orange. It's usual.
1: Well, do you start using their term? Because my daughter, she'll oh. say whenever she... So, we've got this book, Where is the Green Parrot? And she'll call it Where is the Green Carrot? And now she's got a parrot dress and she calls it a carrot dress. So she, sees, she says carrot instead of parrot it every opportunity, which isn't many, to be fair.
2: No. I mean, it's, it depends what kind of career she goes in, doesn't it? It does. You know, she's a pirate. She's ridiculous <laughs> with a carrot on her shoulder. Um, she, <laughs> she does. That would be a worry. That would be my main yeah. worry. It could be worse. A farmer planting loads of parrots upside down <laughs> in the field. <laughs> Make sure you don't write the new Peter Rabbit book. Just rabbits wandering around eating parrots. Yeah, I've never, I've never known
1: someone to have such an extensive knowledge of the situations where you'd need parrots to
2: go. Oh mate, I could go all day. Should I
1: do you do you correct them on the word, or I, I I consistently say parrot as if I'm like I'm a kind of awful pedant um, to kind of correct her? But is that a mistake? I don't know what the answer is on that.
0: I
2: don't know really. I mean, I'm not. I find I find it quite cute and quite funny, and no one's going to get to forty seven and still get carrots and parrots. Confused. Oh no, no, um, I'm not going like. Uh, is it's carrot uh, actually? Uh, uh, actually, but, you little moron. Yeah, yeah. I know you've just woken up from your nap, but that is not a parrot. Are you, okay? are you thick. Are you yeah. actually
1: thick or something? What's you wrong think? with you?
2: I'm kind of. Thicko, you little dumb idiot. can you see what it is? Oh, no, there's a parrot, look, a parrot, look, in the ground, carrots flying. And that, I, uh, you could never talk to kids like that, but you do
1: want to, don't you, at some time. Oh my you know, when you... Do you ever have that thing where you think, I'd love to see how the world would
2: play out if I could then just go back to the point and it would never happen? <gasps> R- Ramesh has got an amazing routine about um, teaching his kid to read, and, and it was something about, like, go, go shopping or something like that, and he said, I'm butchering the routine, but his kid said... I'm going to go strawberry. And he goes, well, it doesn't say that, does it? Quite obviously. You you can't even go strawberry. Come on, go strawberry. Now. Do it now. (laughs) You can go strawberry. just... It's so funny. But on that topic of saying the wrong thing, my eldest always says, for some reason, for McDonald's, she calls it chip and burger. Right? Chip and burger? Yeah, so not even burger and chips or burger yeah. and chip. Chip and burger. Okay, which sounds like some sort of cartoon double act, chip and burger. It, it it sounds like a trendy East London burger joint. It does, doesn't it? And you get one massive chip with so <laughs> <Yeah>. on <laughs> But a big, like, but you long,
1: 15-centimetre chip. You get a huge chip, <laughs> and then you get 30 tiny little burgers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's actually a very good idea. I think we should open chip and burger, Josh. <laughs> I'd, I'd be up for that. I love loads of little burgers. How, how has your week been, Rob? Yeah, it's been good, actually. That They went back to... Um, Preschool. Oh, actually, this I didn't think much happened, but they went back to preschool. Um, they used to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, nine a.m. till three twenty. Okay, like a normal school yeah. day, and they have lunch there and all that. Um, anyway, now it's ten till two because they're in a school site, so they have to come in separately. and There's all oh, rules: yeah. in one, out one out. You know, one way systems, which a lot of people aren't adhering to, and it drives me insane. And I would say something, but I don't think I can because I'm off the telly. People say, "Oh, you've changed." Like when you've done telly, I've changed i've become politer i'm way more <laughs> relaxed polite right and have more time for people now than i did before i was famous because i would said who the fuck do you think you are turn around it's a one-way system if you keep doing this you're gonna fuck it up for everyone and the kids won't be able to go to this preschool yeah but i can't do that now it's a bit aggressive no. especially if you're off the telly but anyway they're doing 10 till 2 and then me and Lou were like Oh, yeah, it's good, isn't it? And then what we've managed to do is we emailed the preschool and said, any chance they could go Tuesday and Thursday? Because we've worked out it's the same amount of hours spread over Uh... five days. But they couldn't do Tuesday. It was full. But they're now going Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Oh, mate. But But it's the same amount of hours. It's the same amount. That's what I keep saying. It's the same amount of hours. It's fine. The only difficulty is they're at preschool now, and it's Lou's birthday this week, and normally... With a present and cards. I normally do get a stuff, but I normally say, when you go to preschool, tell them it's mummy's birthday and make something. And then I don't oh, have to get involved in it. And then they come back good. with cards and a crown. That's and... really good. Yeah, so, and then you go, don't tell them, It's a little secret. Um, this is a little tip. Never, ever let your children see the present you've got for them because they will tell them immediately. So oh, I bought yeah. this little ring and then... It's sort of like an expensive ring, just like a nice little ring. I went and they wanted to see what I got. I went, oh, I've got this for mummy. We're going to wrap it up. And she came in from the shops and they'd run straight up to went, Mummy, dad's got your ring. I was like, Brilliant. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm we had well, on. It
1: was, So it was, my, um, it was my wife's mother. What was that mother in law? It was her <laughs> birthday. <Yeah. laughs> it's about a, a tiring weekend. On,
2: you would have made it as a comic in the 70s, mate. Don't even know what they are.
1: <laughs> Take my wife's mother, please. Um, but anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> So it was her birthday and we couldn't get her a cake, but we'd gone to get her a cake, but they only had, like, little cakes. Oh, yeah. So we met her uh, in a socially distanced garden. And then... um, And the first thing my daughter says is, um, we've got your birthday cake, which wasn't true. (laughs) So she's heard that we've tried to get the birthday cake, not really clocked that we failed. And then she's... So you think it's bad her announcing the present that you've got? Imagine them going in and delivering the news that you've got something that you failed
2: to get. I know. It's so hard as well. Now the shops are open, it's easy. But it's so last week, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't get anything. I'm going to have to make it all. Like your Tony Hart. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, we've got a toy shop, which has obviously reopened now. But mm-hmm. um, it's, it does appointments now. You have to book an appointment with oh, the toy God. shop.
2: Imagine having to cancel it if your kid's been naughty. <laughs> No, we're gonna have to, that's we're gonna it, have to... I'm finding the toy shop, yeah. the toy shop trip is off. Hi there, um, I've got a 3.20, but she's just smeared shit on the windows, um, so we'll, we'll, we'll move it to next week, if that's okay. Um, right, is that right. Chip and Burger? We won't be in today.
1: Um, so, I will tell you about my week on Friday, because uh, as restrictions are easing in England, if not in the rest of the country, or... Um, I suppose we've got listeners abroad as well. Uh, we are making some changes now. We've had a lot of emails saying, uh, please don't stop the podcast. Yes, because
2: uh, it, it's a lockdown podcast, but lockdown
1: sort of easing off, isn't it? It's easing off. But um, this has been more of a success than we thought. So we thought we'd capitalise on the uh, problems of the nation and carry on with our podcast. Yes,
2: we are carrying on into the uncertain new normal. Exactly. This is the new normal. Are we going to
1: change your name? We should think about that. We should think about that. But uh, this isn't the time. No, okay. um, so- <laughs> Send your suggestions in. Send your suggestions in. What about Rob Beckett's parenting show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure about show. No, it's a okay. <laughs> it's a bit much. <laughs>
2: it's a bit needy, isn't it?
1: Um, so um, we're going to carry on on Tuesday and Friday, but um, we, we've got so much good correspondence and we're not getting through it, uh, that what we're going to do is Tuesday is going to be the normal episode like it was. And then on Fridays, uh, we're going to do a shorter episode where we're going to go through uh, your correspondence. I'm going to tell you all about my week. We're also going to... Rob is very excited about uh, his new feature. Would you like to explain your new
2: feature, Rob? Oh, yeah! Yes. So, my new feature, because um, we were informed that Josh Whittacombe was very salty towards um, some of the podcast industry, we have now opened this up, and we want to hear your salty or unsalty stories of Josh Whittaker. Um You can email them in to hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk. Um, are we going to do them now or later? We'll do them on Friday. So tune in on Friday. On Friday for some salty uh, info from uh, Josh Whittacombe. Yeah, let us know if you've encountered Josh Whittacombe out and about and if there's and any saltiness. I'm
1: salty or not.
2: Um, also, as well, on Friday, I'll tell you what we should put on Friday. We can play out my mishap with the age rating of a film for my kids. Oh, I'll look forward to that. So we've got that, we've got my week, and we've got, uh, we've got your
1: correspondence. We've got some more disastrous uh, bedtimes. We've got also... Um, and that's your call new him? feature, Milk Tray Moments. Milk Tray Moments, which is based on Shappi uh terrible... When she flipped out over a box of milk tray, we've received someone who thinks they've had a worse milkshake moment... Milkshake, worse milk tray moment than <laughs> milk Chappy Korsandi. <milkshake> <laughs> it was it,
2: it was Tommy Robinson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Shall we have one bit of correspondence before we uh, talk to Alex oh, Brooker? Yes, please.
2: It's the Lockdown Parody Mailbag it's actually emails and there's no bag.
1: Would you like an email that's uh, titled Clever Little Shit? Yes, please. This is from Elise Williams. Hello, Rob and Josh. This is about my youngest son, Tom. When he was about six years old, he's now 16, uh, which has a whole new host of parenting challenges. I went to a school to pick him up and was called aside by Tom's teacher who had a little tooth fairy bag in her hand. She informed me that Tom had lost a tooth in school that day. Perfectly normal No need to think any differently. Tom was very excited that the tooth fairy would be visiting and had planned what he would be doing with the one pound. So he put the tooth in the tooth fairy bag under his pillow at bedtime. Being the incredible mother that I am, I completely forgot about the tooth (gasps) and was awoken to the sound of my six-year-old crying. Oh, no. Feeling like the worst parent in the world, I quickly hatched a plan that would perform a sleight of hand and swap out the tooth for a quid in the little envelope. Whilst his dad comforted him with, but you are a good boy and maybe the Tooth Fairy was having a night off, I went to make the switch. As I opened the envelope, it became apparent the tooth in the envelope was not Tom's, but a large plastic molar from the classroom's educational skeleton.
2: (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) Hold up.
1: Did no one look in his mouth to see where it came (laughs) from? You've got to ask questions about
2: the teacher at this point. Also, I'm not, my, kids, they don't just fall out, it's a big event They're wobbly forever They're wobbly for so long, teeth You think they're going to fall out, it's another four days, minimum Yeah,
1: the kid's gone to the teacher with a large molar from the plastic <laughs> skeleton And talked them into this being the tooth that's just fallen out And oh. they bagged it up I hurried downstairs with the evidence clutched in my hand And asked Tom why he thought the tooth fairy hadn't been He did not relent, he did not back down but looked at me with enormous baby blue eyes and said, because I have plastic teeth. <laughs> he didn't get the money. He put the tooth back in the skull at school and remains a sneaky little shit to this day. That's very clever, though, isn't it? That is an astonishing uh, trick.
2: I think he deserves a quid.
1: Yeah, I do. He deserves a quid. I totally agree. I totally agree. Credit to Tommy. 16 now. I can only imagine what kind of
2: hell he is causing. Oh, I basically some sort of white-collar fraud, isn't he? <laughs> he's doing that pyramid scheme stuff you get off Instagram, <laughs> selling diamonds to old people on the phone.
1: Um, if you have any more uh, correspondence, anything you want to tell us about how, uh, how you've been tricked by your children or anything, this is how you get in touch.
2: Email us, hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or we're on Twitter at lockdownparents. Great guest this week. We've got the one and only Alex Brooker. Don't know how you managed to book him, Josh. Do you? No, it was it was it was difficult, but um, yeah. I know his agent. So we went through
1: the yeah. agent, obviously, and. Um, yeah. Made things happen. Greased the palm. That's not a joke. That's
2: not a oh. joke about his ha- Oh, no, I didn't mean that. That's. Seemed- I, I had to open loads of prawns for him in Australia once. Did you? Because he couldn't he just couldn't do it. And I went, do you know what we to do them? He went, yep, yeah, he's very awkward. You don't know whether to ask. So yeah. yeah. Um, why were you in Australia? Oh, doing I'm a Celebrity with him. Yeah, he came out and did that. He ordered loads of prawns. He was having an absolute night with them. I went, why have you ordered them? when I don't know. It's not happening, is it? <laughs> and then I... Uh, <laughs> The Shelton, prawns room, and now he's paid us back by coming on the show, and it's an absolute blinder.
1: Alex Brooker, hello. Hello. How are you?
0: I'm all right. I've basically, I've just, I've just been parent shamed. I think for the first time, oh. um, yeah. Still coming to terms with it. We've just been on a little trip. Me, uh, my wife, and my two kids. We've just been to a little trip to some little like moors in Yorkshire. Uh, yeah, not not the famous ones. Oh, um, no, no. Like, uh, we went to the one, uh, like a nice one, um, with a little stream. But like we were we were like walking through it. It's only like you know, kind of ankle height the water, and it was all of good fun. The youngest Georgia, she's holding my hand, and she was told specifically keep holding Daddy's hands, and then she just says like she just decided against it. She just went no. And then she stepped back and, like, slipped and, like, went in the water a bit. She went on, like, her hands and knees. But all the parents have looked over and they've definitely thought I've dropped her. And they've seen me in there. They've seen me in my shorts. Obviously, they've seen me with the leg and the arms. And I'm sure they've seen me walking along thinking this is going to end badly. And and sure enough, it has. And it was like I I was going to her. See, like, d- deliberately, loudly, so people could, h- could hear, just going like, see, told you to keep hold of Daddy's hand, didn't <laughs> I? <laughs> well, this is why I don't like the youngest. And I keep saying it. And if what lockdown has taught me one thing, it's that the oldest is definitely the better one. <laughs> <laughs> how, how old are your kids? So my eldest, Mia, the good one, who's absolutely mint, she's uh, three and a half, and uh, Georgia is two in a, a couple of days. So wow. um, that is tough so ages, though. Yeah, she's let me. She's the one who's let, let me down. Um, <laughs> do they get on, Brooks? Uh, yeah. Do you know what they actually do? Um, they're, they're not too bad um, with each other. It's just with me. They just they've turned on me. For it's been coming for a while, but I think lockdown has kind of shone a bit of a spotlight on some of the problems. They've they've got no respect for me. You know, Josh. I told you a little while ago. George started calling me Alex. Yeah, and like I've lost the dressing room straight away before we did you know my wife was working upstairs and she so that was that was how it was going to be in lockdown that she was going to be working, working upstairs and that lasted a day because I just needed the kids to to know that she was around so she ended up starting to work downstairs in um in the dining room and she was kind of like you know when Sam Allardyce used to go up in the stands and kind of oversee things <laughs> Like. He's kind of in the stands, overlooking things, and I'm I'm like, uh, what's his face? The the Sammy the, Lee. Sammy Lee getting instructions <laughs> <laughs> from afar in like a little headset.
1: So she's doing the main management, and you're just the kind of person down there having to enact the plan.
0: I'm trying to point <laughs> and get get them going, and it's it's not really work. Is she is she working full time then, Alex? No, do you know what? Um... I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but we had a result because she got um, her hours reduced. And I mean, (laughs) for her, obviously, it's not a result. But for me, I was like, as soon as she went down to like 15 hours a week, I was like, fucking get up there. (laughs) But yeah, I was quite happy when I knew she was going to be around more because the first couple of days, it was just... I don't. I can't describe what it was like just having both them on my own. I was clock watching. You know, like you used to do in some jobs when you'd like look up at the clock and think, ah, oh, it must be nearly lunchtime, and it's like half nine. Like, <laughs> that was only half nine. I've already had my sandwiches, so <laughs> the time was moving so slowly, and I realised just like. I kind of ran out of things to kind of amuse them with very quickly. At the end of like the third day, they were just drawing on my face, and I was like, <laughs> yeah.
1: This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best. Like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss. The lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Want
0: to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! What time do I get up, addicts? Do you know what? This is one thing, mate, where I think a lot of people will be like, how can you moan about this? My kids get up every day, solidly, about half eight. What? Oh, my... What? What? Both yeah, of they, them? They, they get up, the, both of them, they're like, literally, it's like clockwork every single day. Oh, uh, yeah. About half eight, they both go up, you hear them on their monitors, and the monitor is always a good indication of what sort of day you're going to have. If you wake up and, like, they, you can hear a little bit of singing, a little bit of wind the bobbin up you think shit that like especially the youngest she's in a good mood here this is going to be a good one we wake <laughs> up and it's like straight away crying mummy it's like oh no because she's only going to have mummy for a little bit and then it's daddy and that she's not going to like that news at all um <laughs> but yeah, I, this was a big though i go in there i'm sure you two must have had this before but you go. I go in there like get her up in the morning, like full of beans, thinking you know we'll we'll make the most of this situation, me and you. And she just turns around. And the first thing she says is like, "Not you." A couple of times I've gone, "All right," and then and just walked out again. But you can't leave them on their own, can you? So, so you
1: know, not you. Like, so wow. what? That, that yeah. But I have that. So you wake up and she'll be calling for her mum. And then you go in, and your first job is really the convincing job that. It's you that's going to do the first hour and a half. It's almost more galling as well when you're the one that's got up, and you're the one getting the blame for getting up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> not you. I mean, I've had. it. I've had, look, not you. Um, no, mummy. Also, because her vocabulary is getting better, it, "go away" is an, is one that I came down to <laughs> the other day, which I quite respect. Really, it's very like, on the nose. Go, go away. away. Yeah, go away. Um, the eldest, as I said, is is just she's a joy. She'll get up and she's just like just dead happy to see me all the time. So do you think it has that always been the case with the eldest? Nah, she's um, uh, she's like in the last like year or so, um, I think she started to like find me a little bit entertaining. Also, just another thing that's come out of today, and it's been a big parenting day for me this morning. Um, she's noticed my hand for the first time. It's the first ever time my eldest oh, wow. it today. And she was kind of like, she literally she was going, um, Daddy, you've only got two fingers. And I really want, like, technically it's three, but two are stuck together, but it's fine if you want to call it two. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the first time. And, like, I, like, it's one of those things where, you know, like, obviously for me, when I first went to, like, started thinking about having kids, that was, like, a really big thing. It was, like, I wonder how they're going to find it. And she didn't give a shit. It was, like, yeah, obviously the youngest was the, was the one that weren't having it because she let go of me hand and then ended up face <laughs> with a tree. And I feel like the eldest has seen that and thought, yeah, it's not an ideal hand to hold, but it's better than nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Like the first, I remember we first, um, when Mia was like a day old, I kind of went and met um, one of my mates at the pub quickly at lunchtime. Um, And (laughs) I was like, how are you finding it? And I was like, mate, I just keep thinking I'm going to drop it." And he was like, well, everyone thinks that, do not they? What's the worst that can happen as soon as you have a new kid is you, you drop it. And that's like, literally, yeah. everyone kind of worries about it, whether you've got big... like I'm sure David Seaman worried about it. Do you know what I mean? It's like He was worried about being lobbed. He was worried <laughs> about the baby going over his head.
1: Backpedalling.
2: I, I used to have, like, really weird nightmares. I was holding the baby and then rolled over it while I was asleep and, and slept on top of it. And then oh. I'd wake up in the night and the baby was in the cot and I was nowhere near it. But these mad dreams. Everyone feels the same. They
0: do. And, like, I was, do you know what? It was... As I said, the eldest. I feel like we're really making progress at the moment. She's got over like the hand thing very quickly. I was surprised at that it was absolute. You know, twenty years of my life worrying about nothing. Um, but then, <laughs> it was. Do you know what it was? As I said, it's like quite a big thing for me today. That yeah, I've, no. I've, it's one of those things that. Well, like, I'll probably think about it a bit more like later on. But yeah, it was like I, w- I was genuinely up until today, like really. Properly worried, and also I have thought to myself more recently. It's like you're nearly three and a half. You should have noticed. You can count now. We've done a lot. of <laughs> ah, You know how many times have I sat you in front of the iPad and just put like the counting YouTube video on? Does she notice the lag? Oh, mate, they love the legs. <laughs> I've got three different ones, haven't I? So today I had my blue waterproof on, and like so, it's like I was a- going to say that in a stream there must be a rust risk. But if you've oh. got a waterproof one, do you know what? When I did that, um. That swim last year, they gave me one for getting in and out the water. So it's basically wood, which is isn't the most flexible thing. But it is literally for the first time I've got like a wooden leg. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like you imagine. It's not like a pirate. It does have like a foot on it. Yeah. But they got yeah, you a it, parrot as well, which is a bit insensitive, <laughs> but You were on the sea. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, they um, they, they she's obsessed because it's like really colourful and blue and that, and she just like calls it Daddy's blue leg. I've taught them how to put my, put my leg on sometimes. When I'm, like, slobbed out on the couch and I've got my leg off, I've, like, started to teach them. It took me a little while with my eldest, but I've taught her to, like, what, like, different bits go together. To her, I think it's, like, a big bit of Duplo, if Yeah, like, yeah, so. you
1: are You are really, like, a big bit of Duplo. That's, <laughs> that's how I view you. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, best for under fours. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, as your disability stopped you doing anything as a parent, like that you would have wanted to do.
0: The one thing which I'm still always like, in the grand scheme of things, this isn't like a big thing, but the one thing I'm always slightly wary of is, you know, when you have like parents and they have like their kids on their shoulders, or something like that. Yeah. I, I, that, I we're not delving into that. We've we've given it a little go on the sofa. <laughs> and it, you just go, this is, the juice isn't worth the squeeze for either no. of you. <laughs> um, I'll,
2: I'll be honest, Alex, I've, you know, I've got all the necessary limbs to do that. And it's still an absolute nightmare. And they launch <laughs> themselves off. And I've been lost for all, both of my kids to terrible shoulder accidents
0: in the past. So saying, it's probably best left. We gave it a little go. And I just said to just make sure like, you hold on to daddy's neck and I, I don't think she quite realises how important that bit of it is because I'm not really holding on to her that she's carrying everything for us and <laughs> yeah. straight away we did it on the sofa She just fell backwards on the sofa I was like Do you know what well why don't we don't just it, mate? let's give it yeah. let's give it something else but like, do you know what? That's pretty much, if I'm being honest, the only thing that pre- like, I've not really done. Also, so on the I... flip side, Alex, has um, your disability enabled you to
2: get out of doing other things that is a bit of a relief? Do you ever oh. play it up so you go, actually, I don't think I can do this because, you know, the old hand and leg situation It's yeah. probably best yeah.
0: you do it. Have you, ever, have you ever got out of anything with that? Honestly, if you ask my wife, it is literally every single week, I'll use it, like, my leg takes, I reckon, about three seconds to put on and the amount of times when, like, something will be happening, I'll be like, yeah, but I ain't got my leg on, have I? As if it's like, <laughs> right. and it's just, it, that's like the ultimate excuse, and she'll be like, well, yeah, but you can go and put it on, can't you? And it's like, well, yeah, but you're up, and yeah, you? so you've got both your legs on. So <laughs> It is quite hard to argue if your legs are already attached to make someone yeah. put a leg on when you could have just done it. It used to be the best one is when they when they moved out of the bedroom and it was like both of them, when they've been in their own rooms and like the baby monitor would go off and it would just be like, well, I've got to put my leg on though, haven't I? So maybe you go and yeah. then I'll, I'll just, I'll join in a bit. There must be stages of how long it
2: takes for you to get your leg on. Like, if you're, like, just waking up, it must add a couple of seconds, or drunk must add a couple of seconds, or is it always three seconds, whatever state you're in? I'll be honest
0: with you. Drunk, I just tend to, like, slide like a slug. Mind you know when I've been staying up and I've been, like, getting on it on my own recently because there's, like, a little... I leave, like, a little trail in the kitchen like a snail. <laughs> <laughs> She she knows at the moment. There's no hiding it. How are you dealing with lockdown? Like Do you know what? It has been good uh being around her, but there has been with two, it's always quite hard sometimes if they both want your attention at the same time. It's always hard. There's always one that slightly doesn't get it. And I'm not gonna lie, like I've lost the youngest a couple of times this <laughs> lockdown. And I'm gonna admit it right here, right now. She's I've just didn't I didn't know where she was twice and I don't live in a massive house. Like I live in like a bungalow. But there's a couple of times when I've gone, Georgia. Where's Georgia? One of the time she was hindered underneath their little mini trampoline, which afterwards, after about an hour of my heart rate like going back down, I respected. But at the time I genuinely thought like she'd gone out the house. But as I said, you know, I've had that game with Plymouth Gown on football manager, and it does distract you. <laughs> and I've been doing really well on it. I mean, I won the Champions League with him, like, what, six seasons? Which is. Like, I t- I t- that's an astonishing that. achievement. i managed to substitute um, quality parenting for quality football manager. I, I, I do find when you can't socialise with a lot of people, you do
2: something that's very impressive. Like, I've been playing Warzone or Call of Duty, and I got down to like seventh place on my own. And I went and told Lou. And she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> She's got no, no. no Don't understand if that's impressive or not. And even if she did, she wouldn't care. So you miss being able to tell your mates or your workmates yeah. stuff you've done, and then they because what you've done there on a the foot manager is incredible, and you're not <laughs> getting the respect it
0: deserves at home. Also, the other thing I did to try and help it along when Georgia was having a nap, and I still wanted to play, I started getting Mia involved and she her her role in, in in the in our management team is she just presses the continue button on the ipad and i keep getting <laughs> but she's just like as soon as like lindsay's finished work she's like oh just been playing the football with daddy <laughs> like, what do you mean and she's like on ipad been playing the football with daddy and it's like yeah no it, it was only for a little bit and it was literally about 2 hours we sat there does she enjoy it do you know what? She loves it. She absolutely loves it. She's um very easily pleased, like her dad. And she's just really, you and know does she happy. understand the game going on? I don't think she quite understood the difficulty it was for me to get some of the loan deals over the line. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, are your kids in preschool or nursery or anything? Is that started back yeah. up for you yet? So they've they've started back. It's uh started back, I think it was like it's this week. They've not gone back at the moment. We basically We're kind of like holding off because they they were only doing, they were doing two half mornings, but we've held off a little bit just to see. Basically, from my point of view, I don't want to like put them in, get used to having that time back, and then all of a sudden they all shut again. So when when I want them back in, I want them back in for good so I can really enjoy it. Like, I don't (laughs) want to tell you what, that Tuesday morning was mint, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I've got them again. So, yeah. I can't make a new hobby. So, at the moment, we're kind of holding off just to see how it is. But I do feel for them because it's good that they've got each other. But you want them to be socializing, don't you? So, it's kind of good that they've got each other. But other than that, like, I do want them to be back in nursery and kind of because Mia's really shy. And so, I was enjoying like she was just making progress, like socializing with other kids and stuff like that. So, yeah. I do want them to be back in because as much as they, like, they do have fun with each other. Um, more often than not that fun does my head in, so I'd rather it was on someone else's <laughs> You know, when they really go quiet, it's always something bad. Yes, if you can't hear them, something awful's happening, like they're
2: drawing on a wall or there's shit somewhere. Well, something awful's
0: happening when they're quiet. The other day, Georgia was in her little, uh, her little tent and she was, um, she was just in there and she just kept saying like, mud, mud. And I was thinking, how's she got mud in the house? There's no block. We don't have any pot plants at ground level. How's it happened? And of course, I like, got in there, and it, it weren't mud that she was smearing on the on the tent. Oh no, she was like a political prisoner. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> it was. Just she was so. I mean, I didn't. I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I didn't clear it up. Like Lindsay was more than happy to to do that. Well, more than happy. She was just there at the time. Static. So yeah, she she ended up clearing it up, but. That's the first dirty protest we've had. We're, we're potty training Georgia a little bit at the moment. She's getting all right at it, but she doesn't take her nappy off on the potty, so she just sits on it and shits in the nappy. So I kind of take that as like a small victory. If we can get you the next next stage going, it's like Rome wasn't built in a day. So... I think that's a positive.
1: I think you've, I think with these things as well, there's it's, all kids are going to find their own way through it, aren't they?
0: Absolutely. Dude, do you think that your kids have... Like known, it's lockdown, or known that something's not quite the same as usual. When she's
1: in a really bad mood, I always try and blame it on lockdown and think, "Oh, she must be picking up on these weird times." <laughs> um, and I suppose you'll—I'll like, only work that one out once once lockdown's over.
2: Uh, Alex, have you had a um, highlight and a low light of lockdown? It's been a moment that you thought this is—I'm yeah, losing the will.
0: I think the low light—the the the poo in the tent thing was was pretty low. Um yeah. for everyone concerned um also i'll be honest with you, another low point came on like the first morning of it when I kind of sat them down and like read them some books and you finish reading the book, and then I thought they were going to go out oh, was all right, and wouldn't it that's just like sit and chill out for a minute, and the first word I heard was again, yeah, <laughs> <And it> was <laughs> yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I know this the caterpillar was hungry, and it's had it's had some food, and it's turned into a butterfly there's not a lot of substance but I don't think you need to hear this again straight away. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think a bit of time before it's like, you know, I loved The Godfather the first time I saw it, but I left it a bit of a while before I watched it again. <laughs> when yeah. you were a kid growing up, what was there any kind of stuff to teach you about disability? Nah, there wasn't really. There was um there wasn't any but like people who are always missing legs are already always baddies. So they're always like pirates or something like that. Stephen like, Alkin is all you had, wasn't it? <laughs> Was the main, the main one, were he? I remember the, the best thing for me as a kid was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They had um, three fingers. Yes. And it, was like, <laughs> it was like the best thing ever. I was just like, and <laughs> when they reached their like peak popularity, I was thinking, if only one of the Ghostbusters could have had one leg, I'd have had an absolute result. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, there, was, there wasn't a lot of it knocking about, and it wasn't like oh. a lot of examples. Really, as I said, like I didn't really know any other like disabled people, so it was quite it was quite weird for me, uh, for me as a kid. Uh, Alex, uh, what about your highlight? Was it been a highlight which was just like a lovely moment, mate? My definite, my definite highlight came last week, and the kids had their paddling pool out, and I went and got in it with them. We just finished like a morning meeting on last leg, and I went and got in the paddling pool with them, and it was so hot. And I managed to teach them like, to use their little like, cups of water and like, pour them on me like they're keeping like a beached whale alive. <laughs> honestly, they were either side of me. They were so happy doing this game. And they were just literally getting cups of water and just pouring them on me. And honestly, like, it was just so blissful and perfect for me. <laughs> And it was almost like you sit there and you go, Do you know what, this was worth it. Like All those early days, <laughs> the, the telly went on and you had to keep them amused. To lead to this moment, it was just it was just proper happiness. It almost like brought oh. like, a tear to my eye. Oh, what a lovely story. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't expect that from where we were earlier. No, what a lovely image
1: to be left with as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's probably going to come a time in about... Ten years time, and I'll watch Free Willy and start crying and not know why. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alex, that's great! Thanks, mate. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. Thanks. Cheers,
1: Brooks. Cheers. See you later, Cheers, mate. Bye.
2: Alex Brooker
1: there? I I think genuinely. I I know this sounds like a weird thing to say because but because I work with Alex so much, and obviously I forget because you're so familiar with it that he is a disabled
2: man, and that
1: comes into everything he does, in a way, in a way that it's easy to forget.
2: Yeah, definitely, because, it, it, you know, as much as you don't want to be defined by having disabilities, it does influence and affect everything you have to do in your life. No. Everything has to be planned for it. But what I love about Alex Brooker is, on one hand, it will be so progressive and informative, like, oh, my God, I've never thought about these problems before, that a disabled person would worry about how they could be a parent, and then he'll say something and sound like a dad from the 50s. And I just can't... <laughs> He's, like, the most woke modern guy ever. And then he would be like, oh, yeah, I'll uh, get your dinner on. Rick. And, you know, it's such a hard thing to compute. But it, I think it's great he speaks so honestly about it, where yeah. a lot of people would be, you know, a bit shy and embarrassed to talk about that. But I think we caught him in a real big moment that, you know, yeah. he realised his daughter acknowledged his hand and that was it, and it was fine. And I don't even think he really knew what he was worried about either, but he was worried, which is ultimately... I, I suppose,
1: you know... In a weird way, we're all kind of, when you're a kid, you want your parents almost to be as invisible or just blend in as much as possible.
2: Yes. Yeah, and so it, you're embarrassed by everything more... they do and everything yeah. they say. And then so if anything that's slightly different to what all the others do or have, it's like a thing. But I think um, they're just kids. Kids are so resilient and just don't care. You know, yeah. it's more of the adult's own anxiety that gets pushed on them, I find at times. but um,
1: And also, if anything, like, you know, his daughter is just going to be totally familiar with his disability. From it's just totally normal and everyday to her. Do you know what I mean? The best way it could be in that sense.
2: And I think as well the way Alex is, and he's you know he's been on TV on the last leg for years, talking about his disabilities and talking about all the different stuff he's gone through. It it has generally you know before him, really. There wasn't many people with such obvious disabilities on TV or in the media, and, he, and, yeah. and I think, you know, because of him, when she's at school and stuff, people will understand and know about it because of what he's done and, you know, what people have done with the Paralympics and stuff like that, so I think it's, yeah, i can say, amazingly inspirational, but also, you think, how oh, is he getting away with that at <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know,
1: you've got to make the best of the situation, oh, right yeah, now, you've got- I can get my leg on.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, if I had one leg, I'd use that to my advantage as well to get out of doing stuff.
1: Yeah, or to get around in Channel 4 show. Either way. (laughs) uh, Thank you to Alex. Um, If you want to get in touch with the show,
2: this is how. Email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or we're on Twitter at lockdownparents. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to rate and review us. Five stars, please. It all helps. Get us up that chart. And we'll speak to you next week. Cheers, guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye. What a weird way to say it. I don't know (laughs) why I did that. (laughs)